Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. And welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale, not retail, but wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, right now, we are giving away $200 in slot play to Sasquatch Casino up in Blackhawk. First four callers are going to get 50 bucks each. If you've won in the past, you're not eligible to win again. While you're up there, you can see how you can win a large model RC-104 Starfighter. What is that? It's a remote-controlled jet. And this thing is so stinking cool, you got to see it to believe it. If you don't want it, they're going to give you nearly $28,000 in cash instead. That sounds pretty good as well. 303-831-1340. 303-831-1340. Time now for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, CBS Sports graded all of the coaching hires, giving Nathaniel Hackett and the Broncos, more specifically, they're giving George Payton a B for his hire. This is what CBS Sports wrote. Is he just a giant token to lure Aaron Rodgers to Denver? If so and it works, then good on them because they're an A-Rod away from contending. If not, or if it fails, there is still a, it is still a reasonable hire. They already reached their ceiling with an old-school defensive approach. Hackett ensures the focus will be fixing the most important position, quarterback, and working from there. He nearly led a Kyle Orton Bills team to the playoffs. He led a Blake Bortles team in the Jaguars to the Super Bowl. So he is built from scratch before. What would you grade the Hackett hire? B. I'll I'd go. It, I'll go B plus. I'd give it the same grade. And I'll go B plus. The the grading of coach hires is uh, yeah. Like grading best, a draft the yeah, day after. It's at best it's problematic. Um, but the thing that you have to make sure of is that you did you didn't hire him based on potentially getting Aaron Rodgers. Even though one of the things that was interesting today is among the uh. uh the coach hirings we learned about was Ben Steele, who was on the Vikings staff under Clint Kubiak, but actually caught the first professional touchdown ever thrown by Aaron Rodgers back in the 05 preseason for the Packers. So another Aaron Rodgers connection you already have. You already have Justin Out and you already have worked on the Packers, and of course you have you have Hackett. But if this is going to work, it's the staff has to be able to stand on its own two feet, even if Aaron Rodgers says, I'd rather stay in Green Bay. And okay. that's where I think the the stuff we've learned about, about Hackett being creative in his teaching, I think that's the kind of thing that's going to help make this viable. I think he has energized the franchise. So by that metric alone, it's an A. But at the end of the day, it's about wins and losses, and he said as such yeah. during his introductory press conference. With that, here are grades that are higher than Hackett. Doug Peterson. So the Jaguars, A minus. You give him an A minus? I'd give him a B. I'd give him a C. I want to see how the staff develops. I mean, we can, I think we, we obviously. Mike McCoy, we, we is, the off, the McCoy is the quarterback's hire. coach. Right. But in that specific role, if he's not thinking about another job, if he's doing that job, I think he'll do very well with Trevor Lawrence. Okay. 
Uh, Doug Peterson, he's a C. Um, he got run out of Kansas City. Got run out of Kansas City. Make no mistake about it. He had some off-the-field problems. Andy Reid could not get rid of him fast enough. He asked Howie Roseman for a favor in Philadelphia. Hire this guy, quite frankly, because he didn't want Peterson around anymore. It's not to say that Reid didn't like Peterson personally. He just had some problems that, from what I have understood, uh, pissed off Reid's wife and Peterson's wife. And I'll leave it at that. I think you can imagine what he probably did when you're pissing off the wife. With that, um, he had problems in Philadelphia. His offense ran stale after winning the Super Bowl. He gets an A minus. Why? Because he won a Super Bowl. That's fair. And I understand that. So at the end of the day, if you know what? You're giving it look, you're giving him good material with Trevor Lawrence to work with. You are. And his offense ran stale in Philadelphia the last couple of years. What happened in those last couple of years, of course, was that Frank Reich left for Indianapolis. Correct. Now, they did go to the playoffs twice. Right. And they did win a playoff game one year, wild card round. They lost in the wild card round in the 2019 playoffs. Remember, that was when they had to go with Josh McCown. They had to throw him in there because of injuries. I guess what I'm saying is, I don't think the the last years in terms of team performance, even though there was some dysfunction, the results were actually acceptable until that final season. He's going to have to run a little bit tighter of a ship in Jacksonville if he's going to succeed. Okay. But you can argue that he probably has better raw material than a quarterback with Lawrence than, with Car- than Carson Wentz turned out to be. Agree? Yeah. yeah. Dolphins and Vikings. Miami hires Mike McDaniel, B+. Vikings hire Kevin O'Connell, B+. I don't think it, it is an accident at all they got the same grade. Not an accident at all. Is it curious that they got a slightly higher grade than Nathaniel Hackett from this exercise? Not, because, one, not one bit. You know why? There's a reason why. Because they're younger? Nope. Because they both come directly directly from the Shanahan McVay tree. And everybody wants a piece of that tree. Everybody wants a bite out of that apple. And Mike McDaniel learned at the feet of Kyle Shanahan and Kevin O'Connell learned at the feet of Sean McVay. So if you come directly off that tree, you automatically get a half a grade up. And Kevin O'Connell, I hope he does a great job with the Vikings. But at the end of the day, I have never seen a resume as thin for a head coaching candidate in my life. Josh McCown as a candidate. He didn't get a job. Exactly, but he was a candidate. You but said he, candidate. As a candidate. He was a candidate in Houston. That's the thinnest resume for a head coaching candidate. Ever. That's fine. Kevin O'Connell's number two on the list. They both get B-pluses because their fruit comes directly from that tree. Nathaniel Hackett, it doesn't come from that tree. It comes from the Matt LaFleur tree. It comes from the branch. Right. It comes from Doug Marone. That's what... His roots are with Doug Marone. His roots are K-Gun offense. He learned he learned the Shanahan system under LaFleur because that's what LaFleur learned. So he's incorporating a couple of different offenses. But isn't it possible, though, that let's take, let's take Mike Shanahan, for example, right? He goes to the Raiders, and the only NFL team that he's worked for is the Broncos. 
So at that moment, he's Dan Reeves. Heck, he's probably just as much Charlie Pell at the University of Florida at that point. He goes to the Raiders for reasons within his within his control, but largely outside of his control. It doesn't work. Eventually, Shanahan goes to San Francisco before he gets the Bronco job. Mm-hmm. And he's not working for Bill Walsh, but he's... Learning under his disciple, right, Seifert. Right. He's, he's learning that. So you could say that Mike Shanahan's background is very similar to kind of the, to that of Nathaniel Hackett. Correct. That you then get under the disciple and then, and then you take it to the next level. I, there, it's interesting because there are actually a lot of parallels between Nathaniel Hackett and Mike Shanahan I right down to their age when they got hired. You know offensive schemes far better than I do. Did Mike Shanahan run an outside zone scheme? He ran West Coast. Did he run an outside zone scheme like Kyle? The out, he, he ran some outside zone elements. It's gone to the next level since then. Right. So we can yeah. give Mike Shanahan. Everything goes back. Everything does go back to Mike Shanahan and then Gary Kubiak under him. All this, all sure. this, that the origin point is Mike Shanahan. And then it's Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay sprouting out from that. And right. you can argue that Matt LaFleur is a direct connection to Mike Shanahan because LaFleur worked under Mike in Washington. Everything comes back to Mike. Even Gary Kubiak, that that spur comes from Mike. Brian Dayball with the Giants, A-. minus. I had him as a B, but one thing that I do... What do you mean you had him as a B? But on, if you if you're grading, I but I moved him up to a B plus. Did you write a column about this? No, but just like, like in well, my I own grade. Me. I didn't but, have him as anything. Well, I saw this. Well, let I, me finish. My I saw point. the topic. Well, I'm like, I'll give him this. Why are you what not letting me? Why like are you, you not letting me finish this? my point? My point is, <laughs> if I have a concern about Nathaniel Hackett, it's that the staff is not incredibly experienced. Yes. Well, wait a minute. What about the guy they just? What about the guy they're bringing back? Zach Azani, wide receivers coach. No, I'm talking about Kolar. He's going to be a consult, consult. As a consultant. That, that, that is a, I like ve- that. that's a veteran guy. I like the coordinator hires in New York better. As in, on defense, you have Wink Martindale coming over from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. On special teams, you got Thomas McGahee, who's been a special teams coordinator for over a decade. And I really like Mike Kafka. Coming over That's from Kansas a great City. move. Great move. Dayball is, but he wasn't being. He's not being. He's not getting an A minus because of his coaching hires. But that's he's getting an A minus because of him. Yeah, that's. Fair. And you know why he's that's, getting an A minus? Because you know what the A stands for? Allen. That's why he got the A minus. Josh Allen. Yeah. That's the only reason why. Because Josh Allen was his quarterback. They had a lot of success. He gets an A because of Allen for no other reason. No other well, then reason. How come Nathaniel Hackett doesn't get an A because he worked with Aaron Rodgers and had two MVP seasons? Because he wasn't calling the plays. And he doesn't come from the Shanahan tree. That's what I'm saying about this grading. I mean, but Doug, Dayball Doug, doesn't come from the Shanahan tree. He doesn't have to. He had he has ha- an A for Hackett Allen. He comes from a branch of the Shanahan tree. I understand that. But we have Mike McDaniel and Kevin O'Connell coming directly from the Shanahan McVay tree. You automatically get a half grade up, so the B becomes a B plus. That's what they got. Doug Peterson went to a Super Bowl. You got to give him props for that, despite the fact that he had some off the field issues. Brian Dayball gets an A because of the word. Allen, if he had Tyrod Taylor, well, that's why he doesn't him, get an A minus. That's why they give him an A. I, 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 if I'm giving Brian Dayball an A, it's an A minus. 
it's because of the staff he's putting together. Oh, okay. Again, I, that, that is, you know what that staff tells tells me? That Brian Dayball knows what he doesn't know. Real quick. And wants some ideas, other ideas around Josh him. McDaniels, we got to hit a break. Josh McDaniels got a C plus. Too high, too low, just right. Too low, I think it's a B. I think it's a B, B plus. As long as this guy has learned his lesson right. on how to talk to other human beings, homo sapiens, he's a terrific, brilliant offensive You know who mind. could teach him that? Bill Belichick. Because Bill Belichick struggled with communication in Cleveland. And when he got to New England, he was, believe it or not, a softer version of the guy that went to Cleveland, and it was much more successful. Coming up after the break, you know the guy, you know the name Zach Price. There's a show right before ours, the Denver Betting Show. We are going to talk about the Super Bowl and what you should bet. Prop bets, money line, over-under, whatever. He is going to tell you how you're going to win money. And if he's wrong, we will never have him on the show again, and I will lobby for him to lose his show before ours. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us at milehighsports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale. Go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Colorado Off-Road. They have all the major accessory brands for your truck, your car, your Jeep, and your SUV. And, of course, when you buy from Colorado Off-Road, they are going to install everything. And if you need something aftermarket, no problem. They got you covered as well. They'll take care of you with over 90 years' experience to get you what you want. Here's something else. Those big box stores, for starters, they're not going to get you something aftermarket, and they're probably not going to install everything, but something else. They're a big corporation, probably out of state. Let's keep the money in-state. Work with Jerry and his team at Colorado Off-Road. He is from Littleton, and his business is in Littleton. So go to Colorado Off-Road. They are Colorado-grown, Colorado-owned. That's Colorado Off-Road. Upfit today. Colorado Off-Road in Littleton. We're going to cooffroad.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at rmeurosport.com. All right, joining us now live, Zach Price from the Denver Sports Betting Show. He does a show before ours, and as I teased going into break, he's going to give you a lot of great tips on how to bet the Super Bowl. And if he is wrong, uh, let me know on Twitter, and I will lobby to get him off the station. Zach, how are you? Goodman, what an intro. If I'm wrong, I'm out of the station. Talk about gambling with your life. I'm ready to rock and roll. It's the Super Bowl. It's the biggest betting day of the year. So I'm ready to answer any questions, give out some props and game lines, whatever you want. Well, here's the thing. When Mace and I make predictions, who's going to be the next quarterback, right? Who's going to be the next head coach? Who's going to win the Broncos game? All right? Our, our picks are benign. Nobody's lives change because of it. But honestly, when you host a betting show, 
I am guessing you probably have to be right the majority of the time or people kind of take a look at your credibility, don't they? Well, good, but you know, Larry Bird has a famous saying, if you're, if you're hot, keep shooting, and if you're cold, you shoot to get hot. So if we lose a couple on the sports betting show, right. we just keep going because we know over the long term we're going to win. But when it comes to the Super Bowl, everybody wants a pick. Right. Everyone wants to lay down something on the line. So I guess I have one shot, as Eminem would say, one shot, and we'll make it roll. Well, I'm glad they were talking Super Bowl because I'm tired of you talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers. With that, <laughs> give me some bets. Give me some bets that people should take a hard look at. Nothing is a sure thing in betting, and I totally understand that. But when you look at all of the prop bets and everything else, what looks tasty to you where you say, I got to lay at least 10, 15 bucks on it? Okay, so I'm not going to give you the color of the Gatorade that's going to be dumped on the winning coach, although you can bet that. And I'm not going to give you the national anthem length of the song, Good. which people out there will study and they'll look at videos from years past. Um, that's Mace's department. Mace's, that's Mace's department. Yeah, that's for the fun, you know, like the, the, the sister-in-law that comes over to watch the game or the grandma or the, you know, look, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you some pro picks and I'm going to give you some fan picks. So, um, we, you know, you guys have a lot of great NFL fans out there. I'm going to give you some fan picks. When I say fan picks, I mean, I'm going to give you some overs because everybody likes to root for something to happen. And so, when it comes to professional betting, a lot of the times we take the unders because all the overs are juiced. And what that means in betting terms is the sports books know for the Super Bowl, everyone wants to watch things. They want to root for things to happen. So they're going to bet on, like last year, everybody bet on over Tom Brady's yards. and They bet on over in the game. Well, I was in there betting under Tom Brady's yards, under on the total points of the game, because... When the Buccaneers got up, they started running the ball, shortened that game so right. they could take that Super Bowl crown. They don't care about that. So I'll give you an over to start out, and that's Cooper Cup over 104.5 receiving yards. So um, this number will probably rise, and it's good we're doing this early in the week because as the week goes on, the public peop- the public bettors get their bets in on the overs. The line will move. So Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup over 104 receiving yards, he's actually gone over that number 13 times this year already. And in the biggest game of the year, you know they're going to want to rely on him. Um, I think Cooper Cup over receiving yards is a good play. And actually, along with that, if you do think the Rams are going to win the game, which I do, and I know you do too, Goodman, you might want to take a little bit on Cooper Cup's MVP, which is 5.5 to 1 on FanDuel right now. I don't know if a quarterback is going to win the MVP. I don't know if Stafford's going to win if the Rams win. There's a lot of other guys that could contribute to this game in a major way, aside from Stafford. This is going to be a total team effort if the Rams do win. Okay, so then on the other side, what are the sucker bets out there that you should stay away from? Absolutely, Bates. So the sucker bets, and I'll be on the opposite of these guys, and, I, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to pain your listeners to hear the odds, but there are a lot of people that love to take, will there be a safety in this game? Yes. Will there be overtime? Yes. Now, we did have a string of safeties two and three years uh, back, you know, even in the Broncos Super Bowl um, and during the Peyton Manning years. But historically speaking, those are terrible bets, and they're only terrible based on the odds. So the bookmakers, like I said, know the public wants to root for things to happen, so they make terrible odds for these things to happen. I do not see a safety happening in this game unless it's Joe Burrow getting sacked by Aaron Donald, but maybe what you might want to do with that is go with a long shot, and I know the viewers of the show are going to like long shots. How about Aaron Donald 
for MVP. Right. Um, we watched Joe Burrow get sacked over and over and over and over, I think nine times in that Titans game. They were able to pull out a win. We watched them go down 21-3 to to the Chiefs, in which case Burrow had to be passing the ball all game. If Burrow gets in a situation where they get down early and he has to start throwing the ball, I like the Aaron Donald for MVP. It's a long shot, 16-1, to but we have seen long shots hit in the Super Bowl for MVP. Julian Edelman, to name one. Um, you know, Aaron Donald, he's been waiting for this game, I think, his whole life. So I look for him. And Goodman, I know we talked on my show about the defensive line of the Rams going against the Bengals' offensive right. line. That is the key to the game, I think, um, that big defensive line for the Rams. So if they can start putting pressure on Burrow, and if they get an early lead, Burrow's just going to be forced to throw. They're going to be reading that, knowing that he's going to be passing all the time. Maybe even Aaron Donald over on sacks in this game. Maybe even a little long shot for you, Denver, 98.1 FM listeners. Maybe Von Miller MVP. He's already won one. We know that. We know that here in Denver, so that might be a little flyer. You might want to put a few dollars on. We were talking with Zach Price. He uh, precedes our show, the Denver Sports Betting Show. You're going to learn a lot and maybe earn a few bucks listening to Zach. You brought up something earlier in the conversation that about betting early as opposed to betting game day. Is there an advantage betting today as opposed to game day or the other day, or the other way around? That's a really great question, Goodman. Um, I'll Thank tell you. you. I, I came up with uh, it myself. You, yeah, well, you know what? It's important to ask the right question so I can give the professional angle on this, and I'm never going to lie to the listeners on 98.1 FM on Mile High Sports. I'm going to give the truth every time, and I will tell you that the best time to bet – was as soon as the odds came out like last Monday. Now, that being said, the second best time to bet is right before kickoff. So if you're sitting at home with the FanDuel app, what's going to happen is, and I'm going to be in Vegas for this game, I'm going to be watching those lines form all day long, the longest lines you'll ever see at the window of people sitting out there. They don't know how to bet. When you bet in Vegas, you're supposed to give the bet number. You're not supposed to say Joe Burrow over yard. You're supposed to bet five, seven, two, three. The lines get long. Everyone bets over. And what happens is the line keeps tilting and tilting and tilting to the over. They start moving the numbers up. That Cooper Cup 104.5 might get up to 110 and a half um, with the Bengals with their 26 ranked passing defense in the league. Um, and, and what you want to do, if you now we're here on Tuesday, you could still get on some overs, but what you want to do is you want to wait for that last minute, an hour before kickoff. You want to start hammering the unders. That's what a professional better does. I've talked to many professional betters about this. They all do the same thing, and that's taking the under right at kickoff. So you're going to watch Joe Burrow's yards, 276.5, I think it is, go up. You're going to watch Stafford's yards, 281.5, go up. Then you come in like I did with Brady last year, and I took under 300 yards. I think he had like, I don't remember, it was way under 300, um, and they won the game. So if you do want to bet unders, and I highly recommend it, even though it's not fun, the Super Bowl is the one game I do like to bet unders, um, especially. Even that 48-and-a-half points total, I'm going to go under on that one as well. Can we keep you for another segment? Because there are two things I want to talk to you about. Crazy odds. I'm not talking about a safety. Something 10-to-1 and higher. Okay, something that you like. But also, I want to get into something where you have honestly made your money, and that is betting futures. Right, you've made your money betting. That's right. You've made your money betting futures, not necessarily the day of the game. Would you stick around for the next segment? Absolutely, I love talking futures. My specialty. Great. Well, thank you, uh, Danny. We'll put you on hold, and maybe he'll come back and bring you back on. So just hold as as, as long as humanly possible. <laughs> you got it. All right. I want a girl with shoes that. Go- 
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman, Mason. Watch us at milehighsports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, Go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. Okay, uh, we are having a conversation right now about uh, Super Bowl betting with our guy, Zach Price, from the Denver Sports Betting Show. Of course, his show precedes ours. Uh, Andrew brought up a very good point to me, Zach, uh, right as we went into break. He said to me that you keep referring to me as Goodman, and I just wanted to let you know that my very good friends for years have always called me Goody, not Goodman. And that's Ooh. and that's why, Zach, I would like you to continue to call me Goodman. With that, let's talk about odds that are 10 to 1, 15 to 1, that have huge payouts. Does anything make sense to you when it comes to that? Well, I hope I hope you hit one of these, Goody, because um, I'm working overtime for you. Well so I'm going to bill this to you, or maybe I'll bill it to Mason, or maybe I'll just leave the bill with Danny. But I actually have a good friend whose name is Goodman, who I call Goody, so you will always be Goodman to me. Okay. Um, if we're going to go long shots, yeah, if we're going to go long shots, so I mentioned the Aaron Donald MVP in 16-1. to 1. It's a narrative. Remember, this is a vote, the MVP. So it's not based on, like, the statistics in the game. If Aaron Donald sacks Burrow one time and, and causes a fumble and recovers that fumble in the end zone for a touchdown, that might be one play that just gives him the MVP. I love taking long shot bets that can be one on one play. Um, another long shot, I'm looking through FanDuel right here. So, uh, Mark Chase is, uh, 25 to 1 for MVP, and that could be a nice little narrative, although you know if he gets his yards up, they're probably going to give it to Burrow. Right. Um, they haven't been on FanDuel. Yeah, they haven't been on FanDuel for, um, someone to score the first and the second touchdown. So, what I mean by that is, um, Cooper Cup, if he scores the first and second touchdown, that, those odds are 29 to 1. So, wow. a lot, a big trend, yeah, a big trend in sports betting is to bet on that first touchdown. Um, so, if you want the, if you think the Rams are going to win, sometimes you can bet on, you know, like an Acres touchdown or a Cup touchdown. Um, I like that. I, I think it's a possibility. Also, on the other side with the Bengals, again, I talked about one play kind of winning a bet. Chase is known for going for those long touchdowns. So, if you get one of those under his belt, for him to score the first two is 60 to 1. And you know the Bengals like to throw the ball. So um, those are two bets. I, you know, they're probably not going to hit, but if you want to have some fun at the Super Bowl party, a couple of dollars on the cup to score the first and second or the chase to score the first and second, I think that's likely for a receiver to you know, run off a bomb and then catch a traditional touchdown uh, right there. So that's if you like the passing game in this game. For those who are going to be locked into their gambling apps during the game and are going to be watching kind of the odds as they move during the game, what are the in-game bets that you think might be worth exploring. 
Yeah, Mace, that's a good question because when you're betting live, um, it changes the game. It's also very addicting when you're betting live. So everybody out there, gamble responsibly. But when you're betting live during this game, having fun, um, we've noticed that the Bengals have gone down in games early. So they were down 21-3 to to Kansas City. Yep. Um, I believe they were down in that Raiders playoff game where the Raiders all, literally almost won the game on the last play. And then the Tennessee game was so back and forth. So what I would advise if you do want to get an in-game betting is before the game, think of who you want to win or think about that spread. You know, maybe you like the Bengals plus four. Um, maybe you think the, the Rams are going to blow them out. Wait for that moment. It seems to come in almost every game where your team falls behind the, lot, the original line. The game could go back and forth. Cincinnati could go down two touchdowns. In the case of the KC game, they were down 21-3. If you like Kansas City in that game, you could have gotten a huge payout on the money line. Or more responsibly, you could have just taken them. And I know guys that did. I was at a party where we were all live betting. Guys were taking Kansas City plus 19.5 in that game. They were, they were down 21-3. to And they didn't have to sweat anything for the rest of the game. It's called regression to the mean, which means that um, everything almost always comes back to that Vegas spread for the most part. So if you see your team go down early, that's when you want to bet on them even more um, versus the other way around, which is if you like the Rams and they go up 7 nothing, 14 nothing, you just let your bets ride out and cash at the end. If your team goes down early, then you can get more value on that money line. You get a bigger money line or you get a bigger spread. I love big spreads, and I cannot lie. Yeah, it's funny because like, during a commercial – I actually was able to place a couple of bets on North Carolina Clemson in basketball on either side of it because the money line was moving. It's a tight game, and I guarantee that I'm not going to lose money. Yeah, so you can arbitrage the game. Um, You can get a feel for the game. And live betting is very lucrative because, you know, guys like you two, and and I know a lot of listeners on your show, love football and have watched a lot of games. And we're all the way at the end of the season, so you have a nice – sample size to work for you get a feel for the game in the super bowl the feel is always very different i know a couple of years ago we had almost no scoring in the first half it was like three nothing at halftime mm-hmm. so once you get a feel for the game the odds sometimes are baked into the computer system they don't have a feel those computers don't have a feel for the game the coaching strategies are they running the ball a lot more than they that they normally do are, are, are you know is kansas city way behind uh, i'm sorry is cincinnati way behind where you know burrow's gonna have to throw the ball a lot in which case maybe you take the over total on the game because you know with Burrow throwing the ball, they might not come back to win the game, but he's going to sure as hell be throwing that ball. They're not going to be running the clock down. You might The over might be a good bet in that scenario because they're going to need points, so they're going to be throwing the ball, throwing the ball. Um, so in-game, those are a couple strategies that you can use based on the flow of the game. It almost always, not always, but almost always regresses to the mean. So when you see a number get out of whack, you take the, the other side of that. You go against the green. You don't go with the team that's winning. You go with the team that's losing, maybe to come back a little bit. We're talking with Zach Price from the Denver Sports Betting Show. He's uh, helping everybody out on how to bet on the Super Bowl. Of course, you can catch his show before ours. And as you are talking, Zach, I'm looking at Danny, who will occasionally throw a few bucks on a game. And as you were talking, his eyes were pointed up to the left, meaning he was thinking. He was listening to every single word that you said, thinking, okay, this is a good idea, this is a good idea, and this is a good idea. Let's talk about something else that has been a good idea for you personally over the years, and that is betting futures. I don't think I'm letting the cat out of the bag here by saying this. You have been banned from casinos. I'm not suggesting that you have been back-roomed, but 
Why can betting futures be so lucrative? I've never been back room, Goodman. I get banned on the ass at casinos. They push a button, and instead of letting me bet whatever I want, I can only bet 20 bucks. So um, what was your question? What is the secret to betting futures? Yeah, and, and why is that a better for life? And you talk about this on your own, on your own show. Why yep. is betting futures yep. an investment instead of gambling? So I like to call myself a sport, professional sportsman better, not a gambler. What I'm doing is I'm building a portfolio. So in the NFL, I built a portfolio of teams to win the NFL championship. I do the same thing with the NBA. It's a little bit different, and I do it with baseball. In the NFL, my portfolio is a little bit wider than it is in the NBA because in the NBA, they play those seven-game series in the playoffs where almost always the better team wins, the team with the most stars wins. Um, in the NFL, anything can happen. And so I was buying futures. You guys can check my Twitter, at Zachonomics. I was buying futures on the Cincinnati Bengals this year, starting at 200 to 1, and I pounded them at 150 to 1, where $66 wins 10000 And so I have a bunch of those in my pocket. And what I did is I would just wait for teams, again, regressing to the mean, I waited for Kansas City to start the season three and four. I bought their futures at 18 to one. Then they went on a run where they won about eight in a row because they, you know, we knew they would be the favorites at the beginning of the year, but they just had a little struggle. So you want to buy futures, buy low, sell high. When it looks like the bleakest, that's when you want to buy the futures on a team. Um, you know, the Broncos started three and oh this season. Well, we all know that that was mainly because of the schedule. The schedule is soft. So if you're buying futures, on the Broncos, after they were 3-0, you lost all your money, and you didn't get very good value. Whereas if you were buying the Kansas City Chiefs, or in this case the Cincinnati Bengals, a team that if you watch them and you see their star player is their quarterback, who we don't know his ceiling yet. He could become the next Brady, become the next Elway Manning. I know, Goodman, you mentioned you correlated him to Joe Namath. Um, that's, a, that's a situation where we don't know the ceiling. So if you can get 150 to 1 or 201 on a guy who has a very high ceiling, it could be a good investment down the line. And then if you don't think he's going to win the Super Bowl, maybe, you know, the LA's got that great defense, you come over the top and you buy LA, you bet on the favorite in that game, you have long futures going into the Super Bowl, and then you can take the favorite in the Super Bowl, guarantee yourself a profit, just like a financial investor. Well, thank you for explaining us to us why your uh, kids don't have any money in their 529 and they are not going to college and they are flipping burgers. Zach, thank you so much for your time. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good Super Bowl. Good luck to everyone. Thank See you, again, pal. Zach Price, Denver Sports Betting Show. Coming up after the break, we are going to do just in case you missed it because I'm guessing we have missed a few things. Danny, what do we have coming up? Well, you guys talked about who the Nuggets might need to go after uh, as far as help for Jokic before the trade deadline. Nuggets are playing tonight. They got a home game against the Knicks. And also, the Colorado Rockies have extended Bud Black. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well on the other side right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports.
Game Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at TheMcKenzieFirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Just in case you missed it, the Denver Nuggets hosting the New York Knickerbockers tonight, 7 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time at Ball Arena. Is there uh, any particular player on the Knicks that you think might give the Nuggets a little trouble tonight? You can start us off. (laughs) Honestly, I hate to say this, Danny. I haven't given that any thought. (laughs) That's a very valid response. I'm sorry. I, I don't I, I have not watched the Knicks more than five minutes this year. I'm just gonna be honest here. I couldn't I, I couldn't tell you deadly squat about him. <laughs> I don't know anything about him either, sir. What do you think, Danny? Yeah. Oh uh, well I was gonna remove Julius Randle from the selections because he, much like Nikola Jokic, leads the Knicks in points, rebounds, and assists. But uh, I don't know. I think if they uh, don't bottle up R.J. Barrett, this one, this one could be a lot closer than the 9.5-point spread. Oh, by the way, this is actually, I think, more interesting. Of course, the Nuggets beat the Nets on Sunday. Right now, with 5.33 to go in the first quarter, the Nets trail the Celtics 24-2. to How? 28-2 now. How do you fall behind 28-2 at the start of a game? How bad are the Nets right now? Yeah, that's now? absurd. Holy cow. They're having a tough time, huh? Is this, uh, are they in Brooklyn for that one? Yes. So this is a, they have no Kyrie, and I believe James uh-huh. Harden is out too. Yeah, this is the and TNT game right now. So the whole, going. Yeah, this is the national TV game. The whole country is seeing this. 28-2. At this, by the way, the Nets right now, they're, sh- they're off to a 1-for-15 start from the field. The Celtics are 12-of-15. Oh, my God. That is... Can you recall a team falling behind like that at the start of a game? 28-2 to two in the NBA? I've seen that in the junior high school girls basketball. <laughs> yeah, that's unheard of in the NBA. Holy that's crazy. smokes. By the way, mm-hmm. I want to go out to the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. Just got something from Maiden Focus, who was listening to the uh, show. He said, Cup to score the first TD, Chase to score the second TD, plus 3,500 isn't terrible. Mm, interesting. So thank you, Maiden Focus. I might make that bet on your suggestion. Yeah, I like that suggestion. That's yep. an interesting one. Yep. Just in case you missed it, the Colorado Rockies and Bud Black have agreed to a one-year contract extension through the year 2023. Uh what do you guys think about that? Just a one-year extension for Bud Black, a favorite in the clubhouse for the players and a favorite in the fan base. But the Rockies have been struggling for a little while. Does the one-year contract signal anything to you? Yeah, they don't have a lot of faith in him. Yeah. And I like Bud Black. First of all, I like him a lot as a person. He's a really good guy. Uh, but I think that he has been forced to 
cook a gourmet meal with spam. Yeah, he's one he, of the truth. He's made the most of a really bad hand that yep. he's gotten. Right, but that one year contract kind of tell it, it reveals a lot. It's a about, prove it deal. Yeah, it's a prove it deal, and yet. If they don't re-sign Trevor Story, if they, you know, we talked about maybe they look to a deal, Herman Marquez. And if they do that, then you're basically saying, saying to Bud Black, at this point you're a caretaker until we go in a direction we really want to go. But Black Black's a good manager who deserves better than that. Eric, you said you like him a lot as a person. Do you have a favorite story that comes to mind when you think about Bud Black? I've been around Bud a lot. He's just... You're you're catching me on the spot. I've been around him enough. He's just a really nice guy. He just is. Uh, I listen. I like George Carl. I like Clint Hurdle. Mike Shanahan's a good guy. Bud is the type of guy that I that I'd actually of all the managers and coaches I've had or I've covered, I should say, and I've covered a lot. Bud Black is the type of guy I just want to go have a beer with, and I can't say that about all the coaches. And I'm not going to name who I would, who I wouldn't. But Bud Black is that guy. I ran into him at a, at a at Nordstrom Rack, and he and I were just chatting about shoes, and his wife was shopping. He's just a good, down-to-earth guy. He just is. Yeah, he does seem like that. I've never had the pleasure, but uh, I'm sure that he'll make the most of his of his another another year here in Colorado with the Rockies. Just in case you missed it, the Avalanche last played a week ago today. And they don't play until Thursday against the Lightning Mace, who have also been off since February 1st. There were a couple NHL games last night and a bunch of games today. Do you think it benefits either the Avs or the Lightning to get a couple extra days off following the All-Star break? Maybe a slight benefit, but I think uh, one of the interesting things is the last time that the Avs had a bunch of time off, they were a little bit rusty. I actually expect this, this is a matchup that... You may well see in June, but I don't expect Thursday's game to be elegantly played. I think both teams are going to shake off the rust a little bit. You're going to see their best of the playoffs. It's a whole different mindset, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and, and, thing, and the thing is, the Avs need to kind of... They have playoff experience, but they need to learn how to, to finish in the playoffs. Right. The the Lightning, they're kind of like we talked about with Milwaukee Bucks. They've taken that path before. They are, they're... I would say that they're pacing themselves a little bit. Right, right. And they learned last year in the postseason that they don't necessarily need home ice advantage to be in an advantageous spot. All right, that's going to do it for us. No one outstanding job today. I know you like to bet on sports. Hopefully you got some good tips from Zach, even Maiden Focus, who came in on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. Maybe, uh, you know, like that cup to score first and, I don't know, chase to score second. 35 to 1 pretty solid. This is going to be a passing game. Because I don't know if Akers is going to be the MVP. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not betting on that. Now watch, you will be. Alright, Danny, great job today. Same with you, Mace. Make it the best possible night you can. Dutiful man has got this